See anything you like? Have you all got amnesia? They just cheated us! Who's a shark? Little pig. Let me come in. We all go a little mad sometimes. What was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. I'm just gonna bash your brains. Welcome to the CineScare Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Speak. And I am also one of your hosts, DJ Joe Jans. Yeah, Joe <laughs> created that brand new theme, and it is spectacular. Hopefully everybody... But a new year, new theme, Joe. From scratch. From scratch. And it's a whole new show. Uh, it was wiggity-wiggity-whack. <laughs> and with us, as always, is the superfan, Mr. Mark Piscati. I love the new intro, but I'm worried that um, our listeners are just going, oh, this is the wrong uh, <laughs> podcast. And they're just going to just go, oh, wait, no, we, they just leave. No, because as soon as it starts playing, they're going to be dancing in their cars. It'll be like, yeah, how do you not dance to that? That's 150 beats per second of pure horror and intense dancing. I love everything about it. Let's listen to it again. you like? See anything Have you, you like? Have you all got amnesia? They just cheated like it. us! It's got a death curse! It's got a death curse! It was a shark. I like it. Yeah, Little pig. Let me come in. What movie is that from? What was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. I'm just gonna bash your brains. I like it. You know what? Actually, we should have a little contest. The first listener who can name every uh, every hidden clip, clip? Ooh. every hidden clip in in the new theme song gets uh, wins a date with Mark. <laughs> Danielle, Danielle, Danielle. <laughs> you got to tell your name right first, Mark. I said Danielle. Yeah. I didn't say Danielle. I said you Danielle. S- you know, it's on. It's on Danielle, re- my brother. This is being recorded. So I yeah. said Danielle. The funny thing about these things is when you do something and then deny it, it's like right there. That like the listeners. I are said it. fucking Danielle. Don't get me started already. <laughs> said Danielle. Um, Danielle. So. My yeah, baby. maybe we could uh, give a T-shirt or something like that. Give away a free sure. Uh, give yeah. something. Pick a T-shirt. Uh, the so the first listener who chimes in on the Cinescare. What, Joe? You you just I, had I was an idea? Say, or 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 maybe they get a guest spot on the show. Oh, guest spot on the show. Maybe yeah. they could pick. Maybe they could pick the next theme. Oh, yeah. hold take, up, hold up. We're yeah, take, we're, take Mark's theme. No, there no, you go. No, Offer no, that up as a prize. No, no, we're not doing that. I've been working hard. That's on something my next we all pick. win at. No, fuck that. Fuck <laughs> that. You guys are already right. triggering me, man. It's I'm, 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 I'm already like you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go in like uh, crazy Mark mode. Uh oh, his jibber jabber is gonna be out of control today. <laughs> it's gonna be insane. Um. So yeah, t-shirts fine. Yeah, yeah, t-shirts. t-shirts. Well, or, you know, or or they could do a guest spot. I don't know. Listener's I don't know. choice. 
Winter's choice. Maybe a T. A yeah, they B. get to choose. You either be a guest. You either get on a T-shirt or, or you get theme. to be a guest on the show. Yeah, no, yeah, fuck the T-shirt. It, it, it well, uh, it. I'll pay for it. <laughs> yep. What? what I'll pay for it. Oh, I'll pay for it, and it, 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 it it'll be a hoodie. Ooh. Yeah. Hoodie. I'll do. A, I'll do a fucking hoodie. All right. Like with sleeves and everything. Mr. Big Spender <laughs> over there. Yeah. Yeah. Cut off the sleeves. I'll cut off the sleeves and I'll sign it. <laughs> if he was a real big spender, he would have done shower curtain. But, yeah. you know, hoodie's fine. <laughs> shower curtain looks fucking great behind me. I don't care what uh, yeah. anybody says. Have you ever actually used that as a shower curtain? No. 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 That's why I'm just I got curious how it curtain. holds up to moisture. It was a little bit too much because, like, I mean, I did have it up. No, I did use it for a shower curtain for about a week. And then every time I walked into the bathroom, it was this big fucking Cinescare logo. And it was just like, it was too much. It was just too much. I'm like showering naked. For the listeners out there who can't see Mark, he's got a Cinescare shower curtain hanging behind him so if we actually re- ever did this lot, but it doesn't like, look like a shower curtain it doesn't look no. like a shower curtain it looks no, it like doesn't. a uh uh what do you call it a, a tapestry. tapestry yeah <laughs> a tapestry we're here to inspect the, the tapestries the tapest- <laughs> we have many tapestries <laughs> and if you're scottish law i am mickey mouse, I'm mickey mouse. <laughs> if you can name that what movie that quote came from oh Piece of uh, cake. But please, please, Indiana Jones, Last Crusade. Hmm. Yeah, well, now the audience doesn't get to. Uh, well, they do it. knew. I mean, it's a classic. Come on. I highly doubt they know that line. Um, Joe. They do know. Yeah. What have, you watched, Matt. what have you watched recently? I watched uh, not, not anything, really. Uh, hmm. Nothing horror related. I zipped through these movies. And I started going through, I have this uh, list that I have compiled of famous, fantastic films that I think that I should watch at least once sometimes before I die. Mm -hmm. And some of them are movies that I have seen ages and ages ago that I feel like I need to rewatch them with older eyes so that I may appreciate them more. But I will say that on my list, I was able to cross off Dr. Strangelove, Stanley Kubrick, Mm -hmm. 12 Angry Men, and The French Connection. Now, you saw the, you you saw which version of 12 Angry Men? I'm thinking, of course, the original. Henry Fonda original one, Jack Klugman. Spectacular. That one. And I and I was trying to tell Matt this earlier, and I'm going to say this now for the fourth time. There was one other movie that I attempted to watch. I have what's called, uh, it's my car wreck movie, my car accident film. And I call it that because as I'm flipping through the dial, if I see that it's on, I know I shouldn't look. I know it's a horrific car accident, and I shouldn't gaze over at it, but I still can't help myself, and I try to watch it. Well, I, I tried this movie, this particular film was on HBO Max and I saw it on there and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to see if I can watch this movie from the beginning all the way through to the bitter, bitter end. And it is, of course, the movie starring Angelina Jolie, Hackers. Hmm. Oh. And, I, and I'm proud to report that I made it a full eight minutes before <laughs> I couldn't take it anymore and I turned it off. It is 
the worst, stupidest movie. Yeah. So it's not that bad. It's not that bad. I, it's I understand what you're terrible. saying. No, I would rather not. slam my nuts on a car door than b- watch the entire thing all the way through. Is it because everything there's there's not a single Matthew redeemable Lillard's quality in about that it. film? Right? Yes, yes, he is. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, who's the actor from uh, Train Spotting that's in that? The the main lead. What's his uh, name? Oh, dang it's it! Like Tommy Lee, something or other. I thought. Yeah, yeah. Angelina uh, Jolie and him like started Johnny dating. Lee Miller. Johnny Lee uh, Miller and Angelina yeah, yes. Jolie started right. dating after, through that, and they were like, I think they married actually. Well, she marries everybody. It's not that bad. It does get better, but I mean, it's not like the best film ever. But it, I, I'm just surprised. Like eight minutes. Lorraine Bracco. Who was the <laughs> yeah. uh, psychiatrist in The Sopranos is in this as like some CEO of this corporation. And she just spews stupidity throughout. Like every word that comes out of her mouth just seems like she's trying to play a dumb blonde. Um, Penn Jillette's in this film, for God's sakes. Just, You're talking about terrible. eight minutes. You only yeah, watch eight minutes. No, but I've seen segments of this movie several times throughout my life i could piece it together i'd probably watch the whole thing maybe twice but i i i don't think i've other than the first watching ever have made it from beginning to end since then it's Mm -hmm. that bad yeah i have i haven't watched it and i have no intention of it yeah if you got some time on your hands find something else to do Hmm. uh mark what have you watched recently i watched a shit ton um wow. I went to the movie theater and I went to see Night Swim. Um so this film is based on a 2014 short film and so it's basically elongated into a full feature film. It's only 90 minutes, thank God. Um but this script was absolutely horrible. Um a couple jump scares, but other than that Blah blah blah. Don't bother. Just wait until it gets on uh, streaming. It's yeah, not I've heard. I've heard. It's not good. Um, I watched uh, the remake of the Cube, um, the Japanese version, I believe. Um, but I'll talk about that when we talk about the Cube. Um, I like to say that uh, Amazon has added on a uh, fee to ninety nine to take away some commercials or ads, which really pisses me off. Um, and um, I watched the Ghostbusters trailer. Has everybody oh, yeah. seen it? No, I haven't seen it yet. I you didn't seen it, see Joe? it until oh, I yeah. saw your post on our Facebook page, and then I went and watched it, and I don't understand what the big deal is. But go what, ahead. What, what, what do you mean? What, what the? You what? seem to be perturbed about it, and I yeah, watched yeah, it, really. like, yeah, it's fine. It's a trailer. Oh God! The, the beginning of uh, the trailer, they go straight to the original Ghostbusters and they start showing scenes, just like get the nostalgic going on. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, that was like really annoying. Um, and then uh, they said uh, for it, uh, there was no uh, witnesses in the original, like. What what does that mean? I mean, that's the first strike. Of course, there are witnesses. It was a you know a five hundred foot tall uh, uh, marshmallow 
uh, guy going through, uh, you know, the city of Manhattan, and there's no witnesses. I, I, I believe the Ghostbusters were uh, ghostbusting for maybe a year or six months or something like that, and there's no witnesses. I mean, so that made no sense at all. Um, but, oh, boy, the first trailer was okay. The second trailer, you know, Maybe it's the music, you know, that just drove me crazy. It was it was just like, oh my god, just stop. It's like I I've heard that music before. It's like give some effort. Um it's nothing but nostalgic, you know, crap going on. Um yeah, we're gonna get a little bit more of Dan Aykroyd uh coming into this film. But you see a scene where he's in a library with the same ghost in the library coming up to him. It's like, do you not have any original ideas? It drive me crazy. You got the small uh, marshmallow men there because it was such a big hit. So that's in the trailer. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it, it's going to be great that we're going to, you know, see more of Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson and then you see Bill Murray, and you know he's showing up at the end just as a cameo, and he's going to do those one-liners. And, you know, it, it, am I going to laugh at some of them? Maybe I'll chuckle, but by the end of the film, I'm just going to be so tired of it. The kids are not good actors in this film. They're just so blasé. You got Slimer at the end coming up, goes through, and instead of, you know, it was nice that he says, I just got slimed, but he went, what, what did he say? Oh, it's just, I'm just, uh, it, this trailer just fucking sucks, man. Just, just give me an original, just give me the original Ghostbusters. Give me Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Huston, and Bill Murray, and Annie Potts, and... Just do an original story. You don't need the damn kids. It's, I, anyways. Joe, did you like it? I don't have high expectations for this film. No. I know it's going to be schlock. They're just going to pull back a bunch of stuff from the previous films. I mean, they're, they, I agree. They're not coming out with anything really groundbreaking. I did like some of the, the Ice Age stuff. Some of the effects look pretty neat, but it's a trailer. I, I, you know, I, like I said, I don't have high expectations, but I will go see it. I'll probably even like it. I, you know, it's, it's yeah, not I'm the end of the world it. if I don't, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm going to see it. I mean, I, I kind of like, you know, the last one before. So I but have it's... liked every Ghostbusters movie, including the female one. Yeah, I know you did. God, so there. <laughs> you're 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 a diehard. You really are. I haven't seen the female one. I haven't seen the le- the the one that came out last time. That the female one. The, the only good thing about that whole entire film is Chris Hemsworth. I look at it as I could watch this. I could watch any Ghostbusters film, or I could watch Hackers. So as long as I'm not watching Hackers, I'm being <laughs> and entertained and I'm fine. Joe, it's a win. It's a win. It's, yeah. It's, it's just win. such a disappointment. Just like, come on, just give us what. And like, does Hollywood not read the comments when they watch the films? You know, or the honestly, I'm tired of franchises in general. 
We'll so, yeah. well, I mean, there's nothing but franchises coming out, but man, if yeah. it's Ghostbusters, just give it to us. Give up, give us what we want. We don't need the kids. Fucking hate kids. <laughs> I really do. Well, I mean, at least give me kids that act well. I don't know. Hmm. Um, which reminds me, um, I watched the Roadhouse trailer. Did you guys watch that? No. Is this trailer park talk? Yes, I did watch that. <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to comment on that. I'm I'm more excited about the Roadhouse, the new Roadhouse, than I am about the Ghostbusters. Yeah. I'm so excited yeah. I didn't even watch the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> um and the only thing that I can say is about that trailer is when that movie comes out, I won't have to pay to watch it. Yeah, exactly. It's great. It's perfect. It's going to be a shit show. It's going to be glorious. Um, Just like the original. It's just so charming. Um, And then did everyone watch uh, the required reading uh, or uh, watching uh, Bloodlust? Oh, crap. Now I forgot. I did. Oh, Matt. Matt, you don't really need to, at least not to answer the question. Okay, perfect. So I I can... Take it over. Take care of this. Take I have it over. It right in front of me. So one of our newer listeners, David Camp, wrote in a question. I hope it's pronounced Camp. Maybe it's Camp A. I don't know. C-A-M-P-E. Uh, he camp. wrote, in the 1961 horror film Bloodlust, which I need to point out stars Robert Reed. Yes, Robert Reed, who played uh, Michael Brady, but a very young Michael Reed from the Brady Bunch. Uh it's uh, there's four people stranded on an island being hunted by some crazy recluse. And if it was the cast of Cinescare, since there's only three of us, who would last the longest? And each of you need to answer if you can only bring one other person to complete your foursome, who would it be and why? Hmm. So it's again, it's not required viewing. I mean, you've seen most dangerous game or know the concept. So you're on an island, you're being hunted by some guy. Uh, there's the three of us who, Matt, who would you pick to be the fourth? And then out of the four of us, who do you think would last the longest? You're being hunted by a crossbow, by the way. Um, I yes. would probably be, I would probably bring my brother, Scott. He's really good at, He's a good hunter. Um, he's good at, you know, he's learned a lot of that bushcraft kind of stuff. So I'd probably bring him. And out of us, Joe. We, Joe's got the skills with the uh, weapons. Joe's got Yeah, but guns. He, Joe doesn't have but weapons. Bow hunter skills. He's got bow hunter skills. You could probably make you a have bow. No, I you, bet Joe could make a bow. No, he yeah. can't. Piece of cake. You yeah. can make a bow. Yeah. Out of what? In the in stuff this that we movie, found on the island? A, you were on an island. There were trees. <laughs> there were vines. It was would, not difficult. You kill Mark gonna... immediately, use one of his <laughs> intestines as a bowstring. Yeah. Perfect. Dry it. Bullshit on that. Joe, when you come up to the cabin next time, I, 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 I want you to make a bow. I don't know that I that, that would be the item of the weapon of choice that i would make in this particular scenario probably more of a spear yeah, yeah spear. spear 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 would be good um 
Joe, what about you? Who would survive and who would you pick? Um, Mark would die first. Why? Yeah, Why me? Wait, did, no, 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 no. Hang on a second. Why me? I, mean, I didn't even mention because, it because it's so obvious. Yeah, because you could be heard from eight miles away. That's you not would true. Give away, you would talk so loud. You would you give no up our location modulation. in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. You guys. You would also have no inner monologue. Every right. thought that comes to your head is immediately right out of your mouth. Yeah. See, you can't even hold it in now. So anyway, I'm Mark holding it first, in. <laughs> Mark would be the first one to go. No. And I, I have in my notes that I would bring Charlize Theron as our fourth. And the reason is <laughs> because after watching the movie, I think that that Dr. Below, um, I could take him on my own. Yeah, and, easily. And he's old and he's sloppy and he's slow. And if I found the gun cabinet like Mike Brady did, I wouldn't be dumb enough to take a gun out of there and not check to see if it had ammunition with it. So mm-hmm. I would have killed the guy on my own. Well, and there then, was surprise. There was no- Surprise, I'm stuck on an island with Charlize Theron. There's no ammunition. Think about it. There's no ammunition, Joe, as if as you watch the movie, there's no ammunition, so they had no ammunition. At all? There was no At ammunition all. in that gun cabinet. I would have stood there with an empty gun. I would have used well, yeah. the butt of the gun to beat him over the head. And it's whiskey. So- and it's whiskey, uh, um, um, smoking jacket, smoking jacket. Yeah, just, just yeah. wait by the fucking door. Yeah. Oh my god, this anyway, this is probably the stupidest this is, villain in the in the in film history. When it all shakes out, I'm stand I'm stranded on a, an island with Charlie's there, and so suck it. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Okay. okay and well, and Matt's gonna bring his brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. What am I supposed to say? I, I'm not going to say Charlize I'm going to bring Theron. my brother. My wife. Gonna... Is, your wife obviously doesn't listen to this show. No, well, not at all. She'd be like, are, well, thanks are we, are we I think talking... she'd probably be okay with it. Are we talking Charlize Theron too? Are we talking about characters or are we just talking about people to bring with? Just answer the question, Mark. Well, it's, the it, question wasn't really... The well, question was, just who would last the longest, and who would you bring? Well, and I would why? have brought Ethan Hunt from Mission Impossible. It, that's Actually, that serves two roles for Mark. <laughs> yeah, because then you can sit Charlie on the Starrett island when the guys and- die. Yeah, and, and you can ask him about Top Gun and Maverick. Yeah. <laughs> I'd bring Tom Cruise, and Tom Cruise is better than Matt's brother, or uh, or Charlie's Theron. Sure, I'd much rather sit around Scientology and say, shit. Hey, you know, he's gonna go. We're gonna win. We're gonna hey, go in there and we're gonna conquer. <laughs> hey, Tom, hey Tom, what what was Goose really like? I mean, that's gonna be the Anthony duration Edwards. of her. Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna. I'm not. I'm, I'm not gonna, that far gone. Okay. <laughs> I know. Uh, um. I. Uh, you know. Um. <laughs> let's go play volleyball with our shirts off. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm going to do the same thing with Charlize Theron. Play volleyball with her shirts off. <laughs> oh my, God, my she's brother so... and I can play uh, volleyball she's with her shirts off. You're mad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, God. 
That's just the mental picture went in my head, and it just seems so awkward. Yeah, I'm fast forwarding like a year ahead, and you're at Thanksgiving dinner with your your brother, <laughs> and somebody brings up volleyball, and it's just uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> But the film, the film Bloodlust, I was watching this on YouTube. It's free on YouTube. And it's, this is horribly written. It's like they were writing this script 30 minutes before they start filming. It makes no sense at all. Um, The lead villain is absolutely the worst villain ever. You have two guys in a room um, in his like study and the, the lead villain is sitting at the desk with his back towards to him. And uh, Mr. Brady and this other uh, uh, guy doesn't just pummel him, just doesn't put him in a headlock, doesn't beat the shit out of him or kill him. It was, they just let's stand pump, there. Let's pump the brakes on this, Mark. It's, this is 1961. This I know, is not supposed to be like, you know. I know. I know. It is what it is. I know. It is what it is. But it was funny. It was funny. It was a lot of funny things. You're like beating up the slow kid in the class. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're punching down, Mark. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, What else? So, trust me, that's it for me. That's all I got. All right. But I would like to to thank our listeners, uh, specifically David Camp, uh, for writing in a question. And if anybody else has a question... For us, with an entertaining ending like we just experienced, uh, please contact us on Facebook, and we'll try to, within an episode or two, uh, do the research that we need to do, except for Matt, and uh, and get it answered on <laughs> yeah, the Yeah, right. So, yeah. Or, or, or maybe suggest a movie for us to watch, and uh, if Matt, Joe, and I all agree on it, you know, we'll watch and we'll review it, you know, for our introduction of the show. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that. That would be fun. Who knows? Who knows? And Charlie's, if you're out there listening, you know, give me a call. Yeah. Uh, well, the re- part of the reason why I haven't watched very many things is because uh, I've been editing our short, Cinescare's new short, The Foot of the Bed, and the uh, trailer is available. You can uh, check it out. We have a link to it on our fan page and on the Cinescare Facebook page. Uh, so go check it out. It's at the, it's on YouTube. So, uh, we will probably, we're shooting to release it in October probably because we're submitting it to some film festivals, uh, about 10 film festivals. So we'll see if it gets picked up by any, it's, uh, um, I received an email from the Chicago horror film festival. So there's a chance it could be picked up from them. So we'll see. Soon to be a major motion picture. Soon to be a major short motion picture. Yeah, yes. like Night Swim. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it was, it was a remember. short, and it then it was yeah. elongated. Yeah. Now it's long. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, I guess that brings us to our pick of the week, which is my pick, and that is sci-fi horror these are movies set in a high in a high-fi in a sci-fi uh i guess universe or subgenre dystopian just yeah kind of dystopian i guess yeah um well but you know 
at least is the uh, fly dystopian. The fly's not dystopian now, but but it's set in in you know there's science fiction stuff happening, and in the fly that's definitely the case. So, so sci-fi let's start. horror. What's that? Sci-fi horror. So just sci-fi yeah, these horror. Are, these are yeah. all sci-fi we can horror. Just do that. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, sci-fi <laughs> horror. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, so not to put too fine a point on it. <laughs> let's start off with the fly from 1986. This is directed by David Cronenberg. Um, stars Gef- Jeff Goldblum, uh, Gina Davis, and John Getz, and a uh, saucy baboon. I guess you could say. Uh, the, I guess the tagline on this is a brilliant, but eccentric scientist begins to transform into a giant man fly hybrid after one of his experiments goes horribly wrong. Uh, Michael Keaton was actually originally offered this role and he turned it down. So so that would be an interesting take. I like, of course, I like Jeff Goldblum in this, but, but Michael Keaton. That would have been awesome. That would have been kind of interesting, right? Yeah. Um, Interesting, yes. But I, like you, I'm a big Goldblum fan. I think yeah. he knocked yeah, it I totally, out of the park. I, I, like, I, but I, like Michael Ke- I like Michael Keaton a lot, too. So yeah. I, I, yeah. The, either of the, I don't think you could have gone wrong with those. What a thought. What you a know thought what? That would that. be a great matchup, is the two of them in a film together. Or Ooh. if uh, you had, the instead of the fly, the Keaton. Like if he got into the thing and then they melded together and you had like this Ooh. this... Michael Goldblum. Michael Keaton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeff that would have Goldblum. been nuts. Jeff Keaton. Yeah. Um, that would have been nuts. The you want to get nuts? <laughs> <laughs> I guess there was a lot of trouble with the baboons in this movie. In this movie. Um, uh, da- David Cronenberg was actually terrified of them. They were wild animals. They're hardly trained. They had a wrangler, but they didn't listen to the wrangler. And actually, the only reason they listened to anyone at all is because Jeff Goldblum had was tall, very tall and lanky, and had had pumped up for this role. And they actually took to him and actually kind of acquiesced to him in a, a, as a dominant. He's the uh, alpha male. Yeah. Uh, Tim Burton was originally supposed to direct this. It's, Thank uh, produced, God he did it. It's, uh, yeah, that one I'll agree on. Yeah. I don't know it would have been interesting to see his take, but I, I obviously, you know, I don't need to Yeah, I mean... I mean, I mean, it, it it would be great to have like two versions of it, but it would I'll be take very David different. Any day, different any thing. day, I'll take David. Uh, Mel Brooks was one of the producers, and he, of course, was he was worried that his name attached to it would would uh, cause people not to take it seriously. But uh, and also, I found interesting the uh, director of photography, the, the cinematographer, his name is Mark Irwin. He also was the uh, cinematographer for scream uh old school there's something about mary and several cronenberg movies uh, especially early cronenberg up until about 1988 he was the only cinematographer david cronenberg worked with and then uh when david cronenberg was getting ready to do uh, i can't remember which movie it's the one with the twins dead ringers uh when he was getting ready to do dead ringers this guy uh uh, Mark Irwin had already signed on to do the blob and so couldn't do it. And he never worked with David Cronenberg again after that. 
I don't know if that was he was pissed or what, but uh, obviously I think this is an absolute classic that I love the practical effects. Even to this day, I feel like they hold up. Obviously, there's, you know, there's some aspects of them that that aren't completely realistic. But I, you, you, when it made me start thinking about I don't think CGI is realistic either. And that takes you out of it. I'd much rather see this kind of not realistic than CGI uh, because it, it, you get a CGI fly and it's going to be moving in ways that don't feel natural. And it's going to be looking like it's a cartoon uh, as, as, as much as they try to make it look n natural and real. It just never does. It always looks like you're kind of watching something animated. Uh, so I'd rather just see them build something like this. It's, it, it is, I, I just feel like it's grounded more in the world of, of the film. Uh, so, uh, Joe, start us off. What did, what, or, you know, what did you think? First off, big Jeff Goldblum fan. I mm -hmm. just find him captivating and yeah. interesting as an actor. I would yeah. listen to him read the phone book. Uh, yeah, I, totally. He's got a, like a documentary series where he explores things on National Geographic and, I, again, he's just captivating. And only Jeff Goldblum could get Gina Davis to take off her stockings without even touching her from across the room. He's just, they they are extremely charismatic people and they have great mm -hmm. chemistry on screen. Very believable. Yep. Uh, I will agree wholeheartedly about the effects. The practical effects are fantastic. The fingernails falling off, the pus, the vomiting. I, I am with you. I would much rather see all of this stuff done practically mm -hmm. than watching some CGI program try to get this looking realistic when, you know, we all know it never will. Yeah. I also wanted to comment. I found out that the speaking of Mel Brooks, the line in the film, be afraid, be very afraid was actually written by Mel Brooks. Oh, really? Which, huh. Yeah. Thought that was quite interesting. The guy that uh, John gets, the guy that plays her publisher, he's a real slime ball. But man, my boy, he's driving, he's driving a Maserati. You know, <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> um, although I do think there's a couple odd things about him. First of which, I think it was in '80s things. Like everybody in the '80s that had a shotgun, it was always in pieces in a suitcase, which I just thought was funny for the times, and. I know at the end, I mean, I'm sure we're not spoiling anything, but he, the, the publisher kind of saves the day at the end of it, but he's such a slime ball. I guarantee you, he probably will hold that over Gina Davis's heads, you know, to try to get laid 100%. Cause that's just, that's mm -hmm. just the type of slime ball. 100%. I also wanted to point out that in the dream sequence that they have in there where Gina Davis thinks she's giving birth to a larva that yeah. the guy that played the uh, the doctor was David Cronenberg himself. Yeah. In disguise. Um that's that's about it. My only other question was where does Jeff Goldblum keep getting all these baboons? You know, yeah. you're a scientist. What do you just do call go? up the zoo and <laughs> well he's killing them. Well, I know, but he's you know, he, not all of them and some like the yeah. last one survived yeah. and then where do they go? Where are they? Cause there are times when you don't see any baboons in his place and you don't know where they yeah. are. Yeah. And then all of a Saved sudden his receipt there. and probably returned into the baboon store. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, can, I, and also the David Cronenberg thing playing the doctor, the reason he played that part is because Martin Scorsese, when he had seen, I uh, can't remember a, a few of his movies wanted to meet David Cronenberg and have dinner with him. 
and and he told David Cronenberg that he looked like he he should be a plastic surgeon. Yeah. And so that's what caused David Cronenberg to want to be the doctor or play the doctor. I did have one more comment. Hmm. I, I am a huge fan of all the practical effects, but there is one in particular that I'm not a fan of. What? And that is the arm wrestling scene. I love it's it. It's so fake. No. It's, it's, I love that scene and I love what happens afterwards, but the actual crack of the bone hmm. that's protruding just looks to me like, eh. Oh, hmm. oh, when the hands... It. When, when when the hands on the table, not when it actually cracks, but no, or when breaks, it's the but when it's on, yeah. yeah, the aftermath, yeah, yeah. Mm. it's yeah. fine, it's fine. Yeah. I didn't, mind. I didn't really, yeah, didn't it's notice. it's a great movie, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mark, well, I mean, you guys know I love this film because it's in my top ten of all time horror films. So, why I love this film? It's this is a different type of film that makes me love this film. Of course, I love the body horror and how cool the telepods look. But what I always find fascinating is the two male leads. And it's the actors, Jeff Goldblum and John Getz. They're both narcissists. And Gina Davis, for some reason, is attracted to narcissists. Um from the ex-boyfriend breaking into her apartment and goes into her bathroom, <laughs> which is insane that he, someone would do that. Only a narcissist would do that. Um, to uh, Jeff Goldblum's um, uh, swarmy self-grandiosis of how brilliant he is. And when the fusion of the fly and set together, it amps up the narcissist traits to 100 uh, which is why my favorite scene in when Seth explains the insect uh, politic uh, policy. Um, Seth says insects don't have politics. They are very brutal, no compassion, no compromise. You can't trust the insect. I like to become the first insect politician. And this, this is in the movie. This is what he's saying. I would like to, I would like to, but I'm afraid. And then he pauses and then he says, I'm saying I'm an insect who dreamt being a man and loved it. But now the dreams are over and the insect is awake. And I'm saying I'll hurt you if you stay. And that is, it's, it's so beautifully written. And from, Dealing with some narcissists in my life, it's it's just uh, just an amazing um, thing that happens where a narcissist absolutely just tries to uh, tell the truth, you know, because um, a narcissist does have no compassion and no compromise. And with one of its last human thoughts, he just he just tells her the truth. Something that a narcissist just never truly does. Man, I love it. And I love the fact, I mean, the body horror is great, but these two men are absolutely narcissists. If you look at these two characters, and it's just like a triangle like effect to Gina Davis's character. And I love the fact that 
one of the narcissists, you know, her ex-boyfriend, is the hero. He is the hero. You never see that in a uh, in a film where a villain, he is kind of a villain. He's just a piece of shit. And he actually is the hero at the end of the film. And I love that. I love that whole entire uh, thing. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I love this film. I love it. It's it's I, I watch it at least once a year. Um, I usually um, I had it. Um, I owned it, um, but just I scratched up too much. So I actually just bought it. So anyways, mm-hmm. that's my uh, review of The Fly. If you haven't seen it, please do. Please. do. Yeah, it's, it's a classic. It's it's so character driven. Damn it. It's so well done. And you got it's just. It's a perfect movie. It's a perfect movie, guys. Mm-hmm. It's great. And it, you know, has a lot of layers under it, uh, having to mm-hmm. do with relationships and and changing during a relationship. And yeah, it, it's Oh, the worst. Oh, oh, I, I mean, I mean, I just love when he's like just staring in the mirror and he opens up the medicine cabinet and he's got the you know, all his body parts in there and he's it's mm-hmm. just it and pulling out the teeth. It's fabulous yeah it's great great. uh okay so let's move on to our next movie which is 1997's cube uh six complete strangers with while with widely varying personalities are involuntarily placed in an endless maze containing deadly traps this is directed by vincenzo natale who uh let me double check now I got him mixed up with a couple other people, but I think he directed. Oh yeah, he directed In the Tall Grass, which uh, you know was that Stephen King movie that came out a couple of years ago. Um, and he also directed one of the episodes of of um, Cabinet of Cur- yeah, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. I don't remember which one, but or I mean, I don't, I didn't see which one it was. Anyway, this stars Nicole DeBoer as Levin, Maurice Dean Wint as Quentin, David Hewlett as Worth, Andrew Miller as Kazan, uh, Julian Richings, who you guys may remember from Anything for Jackson, that movie. He was he was one of the uh, he was the older man. Um, you remember that, Mark? Yeah, he was the the older man that kidnapped the girl. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so. This one, let's see. Uh, there were some, you know, <laughs> it, it. All the characters are named after prisons, famous prisons. Quentin, Holloway, uh, they're all named after uh, famous prisons. Uh, the what's her name? Levin is supposed to be this mathematical genius, but it takes. She has to think about a couple numbers that end in two and five, which is impossible for those to be prime numbers. <laughs> um, but uh, let's see. I I didn't care for this one too much. It's it's I, I found I didn't care for the acting, and I I kind of I just kind of got bored with it. Um, I'd heard a lot of I'd heard a lot of people talk about this one. They really like it. So, uh, but I just I didn't believe the acting too much. I I thought Maurice Dean Wint was was just over the top. I I thought he just was emoting a lot. I liked Nicole DeBoer. I thought she was. She was okay, uh, pretty good. Um, the 
uh, the, the Andrew Miller, who was playing the autistic character, I thought did a pretty good job with it. Um, but I they, Kazan, yeah, playing Kazan, yeah. Uh, but I, it just this one didn't strike me. I, I, I was, I was disappointed. I was, I was hoping for more than this. I, I just kind of got bored and I didn't care for the acting. And I, I just, I just didn't care. Nothing worked for me. So, but I know Mark likes this movie. So we'll, we'll start off with you, Mark. What it, is this the first time you've seen it? Like recently, Matt? It's first time ever. Oh, ever. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So, like, I watched this um, when it came out on uh, DVD and um, I loved it. I, I, mm-hmm. I think it's a great film because it's a simple idea with a simple plot with a simple set. And it's a cult classic because of it being simple. I mean, I, I don't know how, I, I didn't do the research, like, how much money this film was made for, but, um, if I mean, I think it's scary because if I was put in this uh, scenario, I would be fucked because it's all about math, and I would be the first uh, that ball guy uh, at the very beginning of the film. That would have been me. I, I I wouldn't know what to do. I would have been killed. I have three, no. What's that? Three hundred three hundred sixty five thousand dollar budget. Yeah, I mean, yeah. holy shit. You know, I mean, it's basically they just have one, you know, room and then a little right. special effects on the side. And that's all you have. And I, I think that's a great premise of uh, uh, creating a film on a low budget. And I thought it was like superiorly, you know, done. Um, uh, just so you know, uh, this uh, film was influenced by uh, the 007 James Bond film, The Man with the Golden Gun. Uh, that was... Um, the main villain, uh, Skarjama, I believe his name was. He had a carnival with uh, uh, traps for his victims. Also, uh, Cube is influenced by a 1961 Twilight Zone episode with five different uh, characters trapped in this room. It was like a circular room. And there were different characters. And one was a clown. What was the Scottish a bagpipe? Uh, person one was a uh, this female was a ballerina and and they all thought that they were in hell and they're trying to get out of this like uh, oval circular room and they're trying to get out of there and at the end of the film I'll ruin it um, it was a uh, Salvation Army uh, tub to put toys in and uh, it's a really it I, I watched the episode after I watched Cube, after I saw that, and it's a really good episode. Um, the Mission Impossible scene where, you know, you go into this one Cube room and you have to be quiet. I thought it was really well done. But um, I would have not brought um, the autistic uh, Rain Man guy. <laughs> I would have killed him in the, in the room before because there's no way. There's no way I would have gone into a room. And I was right on that. I was right on that because he made a sound. Um, other than that, uh, the writer and producer of uh, Cube uh, played uh, the autistic guy, which I thought was kind of cool. But yeah, I, I, I think just for a low budget, um, it's it's a really well done film. I was enthralled when I watched it, um, you know, a couple days ago. I thought it was great. 
Joe, what'd you think? I was bored. I don't like it. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah, it was dumb. This is the second time I've seen it. Um, I, I didn't... I couldn't suspend the disbelief as much as I had once hoped to. Uh, with with what aspect? Yeah. How did they get there? Like, I need some sort of backstory. Mm. I need to know why are that these people that were put together, like who's in charge, who's doing this stuff? Why did they pick, um, you know, an autistic guy and this girl who she's not even a math genius. She doesn't. She just go to college and she's currently taking math classes. You know, and she she's wrong a lot. She guesses and she's wrong a ton in this movie. Um, so, I mean, I I don't know. I I didn't care for the special effects. The grid stuff looked really hokey. Uh, it was really mid 90s, like. Uh, level graphics. It was very apparent that the, the whole thing was shot in the same cube. I mean, granted, it's not like they're going to build a dozen of these things and film from room to room. Well, yeah. um, I thought the graphics were really terrible when they were hanging out the end of the one. But um, mm. I don't know. It just it didn't seem to make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, I didn't get and maybe I was just zoning in and out because I really there was a at a certain point. I just kind of stopped paying attention a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. The, the I was looking at my guy, phone a lot. There was one guy who put the thing together. I didn't. I didn't get that. Like he was the one who designed it, and like he how, he did he, he designed like the outer shell of it. He didn't design yeah. the cubes or anything, but yeah. he designed the outer shell of it. In it just seems so loosely strung together. Yeah. Although I will say, and Mark has seen this. There's another movie that's similar that I think is much better done. And it's the 2019 movie called The Platform. Mm-hmm. And it's more of this vertical prison. And on every floor, there's only two prisoners. Yeah. And the center of the room is cut out. And it's like a million stories tall. And they feed the people on the top story first. And then as it goes down, you you know, people are get the leftovers. And it's just a struggle of, you know, do you try to go up? Do you try to go down? You know, you could die or should you just be content right where you are? There's much more of a societal underlying message in it. And I just think that one is so much more appealing than this. Well, I mean, I mean, we're talking about different budgets though. Like you said, this was for $365,000. I would have been talking about different years. That was 2019. This is 1997. Well, yeah, but I mean, like what, what was the platform made for? I mean, look that one up. But I, I mean, for three hundred sixty-five thousand dollars, I mean, you know, it's low budget, and I still think it's a great idea. It's a great premise, and I, I thought I was enthralled with the whole entire film. I mean, yeah, some, some of the acting was subpar, subpar, you know, and it's, it's. If, if you look past that, if you look past it and just look at the premise and all that, I mean, do you really need, like, the answer of, like, why they're there? I mean, there's so many other horror films that you'd never get the answer. This one, they didn't do it. Maybe because, hey, we didn't have the budget for it. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I, I, I think the I don't often, you know, I don't always need a backstory, but I, I guess I just didn't feel there was anything under this. 
you know, I just felt like someone came up with a cool concept for a single set and then didn't do anything with it, you know? And I, I don't know. It just didn't, I, I, I don't necessarily need a backstory in general if everything else is equal, but in this case, like something would have been good. They did actually originally shoot the ending where they, where we find out what's outside the cube, but they decided to cut that in the editing process. I wish they could have explained something about the cube, like the design of it. Like why, why were all those panels had the designs on them that they did? What and, was the significance of that? Or why something not had just, changed, like you know, like the third yeah. act of something. It was just the same thing over and over. And I yeah. get, maybe that's the point, but I, I don't know. It didn't make it interesting for me. Uh, yeah, I, don't feel like the, I didn't feel like the stakes went anywhere. Like it pretty much stayed with the same stakes the whole way through. And there were no, I don't know. There wasn't anything other than, I guess, the autistic character coming in and maybe being a liability. But I don't know. That didn't feel good I mean, it was. I don't know. I just didn't like it. I mean, it was bad acting with uh, the writer-producer who was playing the autistic guy, you know. I mean, it, it, just what he was doing, it was kind of, like, cliche of what you've seen. That's why, like I said, Rain Man, like, he was doing, like, a Rain Man kind of thing. Um, yeah, it was annoying throughout the film. Um, he did have some purpose at the end um, where, you know, he had that Rain Man um, – you know, counting numbers and it just, oh, all of a sudden he did that. Um, but I, I mean, I thought the stakes were high just going to every single room. I love how they uh, did the boot thing, you know, going into each cube and whatnot. But I know I wouldn't survive the cube. I I, I would have been dead. I would have been dead. I would have died of I, boredom. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Matt. <laughs> I think I would have. It just, wasn't that bad. I would have ate my own tongue. Oh, jeez! <laughs> put a button in your mouth to get the saliva going, so you can suck <sighs> on some juice. And there's our bumper. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's what, our what bumper? What bumper did I just do? Uh, you'll hear, you'll have to you'll tune in and wait. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, just keep uh, just keep the ums out of there, okay? <laughs> my God. Uh, I don't think anybody's it tuning funny, in to hear you oh say God. um. No. <laughs> so let's move on to our next movie. And this one is from 2019. Let's. And it is Color Out of Space, directed by director Richard Stanley. It is from an H.P. Lovecraft short story. Uh, and he, H.P. Lovecraft is actually credited as one of the writers of this one. It, of course, stars Nicolas Cage, Jolie Richardson, Madeline Arthur, Elliot Knight, Tommy Chong, uh, and a, a list of others. Um, what? What are you laughing about? The, no, nothing. Go ahead. Uh, uh, it is a story of cosmic terror about the gardeners, a family who moves to a remote farmstead in rural New England to escape the hustle of the 21st century. They are busy adapting to their new life when a meteorite crashes into their front yard. The mysterious arrow light seems to melt into the earth, infecting both the land and the properties of space-time with a strange otherworldly color. To their horror, 
the Gardner family family discovers that this alien force is gradually mutating every life form that it touches, including them. Uh, This is, uh, of course, uh, very, very Lovecraftian. There are all kinds of mentions of towns that are from H.P. Lovecraft stories, Arkham, Innsmouth, Dunwich, Kingsport. All of these are are uh, are very famous Lovecraftian towns and and names. Um, let's see. Richard Stanley was the original director of uh, the Island of Doctor Moreau with with Marlon Brando, but he had so many fights in pre production, he got fired and was uh, replaced by John Frankenheimer. Uh, and of course, that didn't exactly work out because that movie was awful <laughs> but i i would have loved that is one movie that was so bad but i would we need have to do loved it. i would have, well yeah but i would have we loved to, to have been in that movie and on that set because Mar- from what i understand marlon brando and uh Ice val Man, kilmer val kilmer were out of their gourds in that movie like out of their minds yeah. out and, of their uh, minds on that set i think the shortest man in history or something like that was in that movie too it's just Correct. insane um let's see they also play and boy i got a shout out to this because one of my friend andy and i one of our favorite movies is marlon brando's only only his directorial debut and the only movie he ever directed they showed clips of it it's uh one-eyed jacks what my probably my favorite western uh fantastic i love that they showed that uh this is uh, again produced by the same people as mandy uh, Nicholas Cage took his inspiration from Jack Nicholson's performance in five easy pieces, which if you've never seen that movie is an absolute masterpiece. So if you, if you want to see fi- uh, a great, great performance, uh, five easy wait, pieces by Jack. Wait, Nicholson. who, who, who did, uh, five, five easy, uh, pieces like uh, did a performance Jack Nicholson. No, no, uh, Nick, what actor? Nicholas Cage took his inspiration, uh, especially the car freakout scene, uh, by a scene uh, that was in Five Easy Pieces by Jack Nicholson. Um, um, well, I got for different, the record, I've never seen that. I got I got different information on on that piece. All right. Well, I guess you can uh, give your information. Yeah, this yeah, is on, yeah, yeah. I, I got this on on uh, some website. Um, so anyway, I really enjoyed this. I I thought that it was. This is right up my alley. It was weird. It was colorful. Uh, I I I thought the I loved the mutations. The the alpacas was fantastic. Uh, an, another wonderfully unhinged Nicolas Cage uh, performance, which is one of my favorite actors now. Um, and I absolutely I thought this was fantastic. I loved it. I knew Joe would hate it. Uh, so that's why Joe is next because not surprisingly, we have polar opposite reactions to this movie. I have so many notes. Like I have to scroll through the iPad to get, like, I can't get them all on the same screen. (sighs) Okay. So we established that they're anti fast food industry, anti establishment, anti society. They're anti big city. But I would like to say for the record, if they were in the big city, this never would have happened. Um, (laughs) We, you know, check right off the bat. We have the bumbling cops because way to go, Sheriff. You show up to investigate this meteorite. What do you do? Poke it with a stick. Yeah. <laughs> way to go. Yeah. 
don't don't bother checking for radiation or anything scientific. <laughs> Let's just poke it with a goddamn stick. Yeah. Um, I the the whole family has a very environmentalist vibe, very hippie, you know, whole we're like killing Mother Earth thing, um, which, you know, fine. Although I'm getting a real birdemic type vibe from this movie. Like there's a real deep underlying, you know, we're killing the planet. So we had to make this movie in protest. Um, the scene where they're driving at night. Oh, I hate this trope that's used so often. We're driving at night. We're singing. It's dark. It's really misty. We're not paying attention to the road. They're going to hit something in three, two, one. Every time something mm-hmm. just jumps out in the middle of the road. Um, Rage Cage is so over the top in this. When you said he was influenced by Jack Nicholson in a movie, I thought you were going to say The Shining because he is just fucking freaking out in every scene. Yeah. Like, the love it. Prime example is when he gets home and he's yelling at the kids. He doesn't even want to hear what's going on. He's immediately disappointed by them. Uh And he yells the words, they're alpacas, alpacas Uh screaming at the top of his lungs. And uh, 56 minutes into this movie. And I make a note of, yep, this is why I don't, I'm not a fan of the rage cage when he's telling his daughter to get the fuck out of his sight. And he's completely overacting the whole time. Um, I wonder if there was an actual script, like if they wrote dialogue for him or if they said just, Hey Nick, just do your thing. Cause he really does his thing. Um, and especially that scene that you were talking about where the car doesn't start and he just freaks out out love it way over the top sucker cock sucker cock sucker it's the best there's, there's <laughs> there is your new bumper um yep. oh well it's gonna be part of it yeah Dude, you yeah. know there's things I, you guys say that could be on the bumper hey, just not me grown-ups are talking all right um when i i have this strange feeling that like when nick cage does one of those big like blow up moments that when the director is finally allowed to yell cut, I just in picture in my head that Nick cage turns to everyone and says, now that was acting. I just think he lo- he's really into himself and appreciates how, how over the top he is. Um, Love every minute of it. Why would the sheriff show all of these dead animals to a hydrologist? I I didn't even know what a hydrologist was to be brutally honest with you, but apparently he's like scientist level, like straight from NASA because everybody just puts the weight of the world, like all of their scientific questions are to be answered by this college kid. There was some question about the water in the place, which is why he was out there. Yeah. I know, but why is he showing corpses of animals to this hydrologist? He's a scientist. He's a, how just, many scientists it, you think that sheriff has in contact out there? We, we don't got people like you in these parts. <laughs> they actually read. Um, hang on. I'm going through my notes. Uh, your brother was just evaporated a well <laughs> oh, in the well, and you didn't bother mentioning that to your father the next time you saw him. Uh, they hear the daughter screaming in the L. Oh, yeah, I love this part. They hear the daughter screaming up in the attic and they go upstairs to investigate. And of course, the hydrologist has to go with the sheriff. They notice there's a padlock 
and a chain on the door. The hydrologist attempts to open it up first. He obviously can't get in because he's a scientist, not a magician. And then the sheriff, who's got a shotgun in his hand, does he take the butt of the gun to try to break off the chain? No. He rams his dumb shoulder into the door to break it down. Mm-hmm. That made no sense. And then keep in mind, he's got this shotgun in his hand and they break open the door and they see the mom who's like all deformed or whatever. And what is it? The daughter's in there with her and she's already turned into something. The sheriff cowers in the shadows in the corner in the background. He's scared, until Nick Joe. Cage comes in. Yeah, but Nick well, he's Cage comes running in there with his own shotgun, shoots his own daughter in the head oh. and his wife, and the sheriff just stands there. That's because Nicholas Cage drank the water. Um, uh, he drank the water. He's already insane. If, if a sheriff, like a regular old sheriff, walks into a room and sees what the fuck is happening in that room... He's not going to go in a fucking corner. And and this is the other thing. I'm confused. Didn't Rage Cage just shoot his daughter in the head with a shotgun? I mean, they show him lowering the shotgun to her temple and you hear the explosion. But then she's like up and walking around in the next scene. Yeah, I don't think he shot her. But I, you're also taking this way too literally. This is a, there's a there's a whole like dream logic to this movie, you know, and, and that I think you're you're it's sort of like taking a David Lynch movie and trying to like make sense of it literally. Well, when somebody puts a gun to their head, I don't, but I don't think he and shot then they, her. they go I back. Get the sense I heard, I went her. back and I watched the scene again. Right. I, you hear a gunshot, right? There's a gunshot. So, There's a gunshot. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, he obviously didn't if, shoot her. If he or intentionally, if he didn't shoot her, then move the camera back down and show me where he moves the gun away from her. Otherwise, I, as the viewer, have to assume he just blew her head completely off. Yeah. I'm so confused. I don't get this movie. That's the last thing. They're like, <laughs> what's the moral of the story? Don't drink the water. I, I or well, yeah, save you don't the drink water or, or have an alpaca farm. I don't I don't know what I was supposed to learn from well, this film. It's, it's not that it was the meteor that crashed that caused all this stuff to happen, not the alpacas or the water. Wait, what are you talking about? I mean, the water w- was infected by the uh, yeah the meteor. meteor. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. It's it it's but it, the the source of it all is the meteor that disintegrated. Right, right, right. So yeah. so meteors are bad. That's what I should well, learn. This from one, this. this one, yeah, it's from if, obviously if a meteor falls from Earth yeah. and the blob. If a meteor falls to Earth, I should. Find a hydrologist and don't drink the water. Again, you're taking it way too literally. <laughs> <laughs> well, that I, was a rant. We yeah we, this we yeah did. we should have started off with Joe's rant. Yeah, Joe's <laughs> rant like musical like uh, intro. Up next, color out of the lines. Um, yeah, so oh, I. Joe. I probably won't watch this again. I will. I will, I will say this: that I, it'll be on my regular rotation. I, I will say this. I am laughing hysterically while watching this. I, I didn't like it, but I was extremely entertained. But not because of the movie, but because of you, Mr. Speak. Because I'm thinking of you the whole time. I'm like, <laughs> he's sitting there at home. I know. Wringing I know. his hands like fucking Dr. Evil. Yep. Laughing like, I just made Joe watch another Nicolas Cage movie. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It won't be the last. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be. Eventually, we're going to write. This is going to be. I like I'm expecting 
one of your themes to just finally be Rage Cage. I mean, this is like hardcore. That's not a bad idea because we've got Willie's Wonderland. Vampire's Kiss. We've, we've got Mandy we have never really spent devoted much time to. We've got uh, Vampire's, Vampire's Kiss. Vampire's Kiss. Oh, Vampire's Holy Kiss. Yeah. Rage Cage galore. That's a oh. great movie. Joe, you've given me something to ponder. <laughs> And you know, it's just like the, the Corey other Feldman what was the movies. One? Oh, oh, uh, uh, oh, uh, wait, the witch. Gotta put, uh, the w- uh, witch uh, you're also forgetting Wicker Man. Oh, the Wicker oh, Man. Well, Fucking yeah, the a. <laughs> my eyes, yeah. my eyes. Yeah. Oh, but uh, it's it's kind of like the Witch Hunter. What the fuck is it? Oh, if I, I if I know I've got a get it eventually i'd rather rip it off like a band-aid say this this fuck it let's just watch them all and be done with it pig pig was fantastic you, you might like it well we pig. we reviewed pig did no we, we watched piggy oh, oh piggy yeah. chubby pig. mexican girl season of the oh, witch pig. that's the season of the season witch of is, the witch yeah yeah okay uh, Mark, what did you think of? You could put Renfield in there. Jesus Christ, Joe. Oh, God damn it, Joe. You're coming up with some good there's, ideas. There's a, well, I'm looking. I pulled up Rage Cage's IMDb page, and there's just a lot of movies. There's Pig. Yeah. There's Willie's Wonderland. Shit, we could do a two-parter. <laughs> uh, Kill cha- Running with the Devil. I tried Mark, to do that with yeah. Corey Feldman. But, okay. What are your thoughts on Color Out of Space? This was my least favorite out of the bunch. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not saying I didn't like it. I'm not saying I didn't like it. Uh, just comparing the other films. Oh, so Matt you liked picked, all the movies. You This was your least of them. This okay. was my least favorite. Yeah, yeah. It just didn't hit like all the others did. Um, the fact that Nicolas Cage based his character, and the reason why I know this is because I did research and I watched um, behind the scenes where they're being interviewed on stage, and um, he bases character, and this is out of his mouth, um, he bases character as the son of the character from Vampire's Kiss. That's what he said on stage. Um, and of course that says a lot of course, his scenes are funny and all over the top, but that's fine. Um, it's a beautiful looking film. Um, I love the colors and the fact that there wasn't really any alien. The colors was the alien affecting everything, the air of the plant, you know, just everything about it. So it was beautiful to look at. I hated the daughter. Um, I don't know uh, what she was, a Wicca or whatnot, you know. There was an interesting start with her character, you know, with the horse and she's doing, you know, the Wicca stuff and, you know, chanting and all that. And I was like, this is going to be an interesting film. Um, I love the tomato scene um, where he literally goes slam dunk. Um, the cutting off of the fingers with the mom, uh, was horrifying. Um, I put my foot up, I put my foot up on it and I was like, I, I saw what was coming. I knew it was coming. I put my foot up to block the screen and of course it happened and it was a really great shot when she put up her hand and said, dinner's ready and it and they were gone. Uh, her fingers were gone. Um, it's just 
the fusion of the mom and the son was horrific too. I, mm-hmm. I, I felt bad for them. And it was definitely uh Cronenberg esque, um, you know, things going on there, you know, well, the- I mean, that makes sense because Cronenberg is, is he uses a lot of, uh, Lovecraftian imagery too mm-hmm. in a lot of his movies. So it, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, it, it was actually kind of beautiful. I mean, horrific, but beautiful to just look at. And I I, I love that. So, um, I, I mean, I didn't hate it like Joe did. I just, it, it just wasn't my most favorite out of all of them. Um, I definitely love this film more than um, uh, No One Can Save You. Is that that alien film? I, I uh, loved it more than that. No. Oh, you liked no, it what, more than no. Well, the one, the one where the girl is stuck in her house, right? Well, I mean, they're two very different movies, but yeah. Well, I mean, it's alien. It's just a single house. I mean, there's some sim- similarities, but I enjoyed this film more than that film. Other than that, um, yeah, it was just uh, me waiting for Cage just to do the outburst and whatnot. Um, it was fine. It was it was fine for me. I I, I don't think I would recommend it. Um, I I I don't think I'm ever going to like watch this film again. But it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. But it was like the least, my least favorite out of the bunch because Matt picked some really good ones, just like he always does. And I think that's why Joe goes on the lower level. Just to uh, pick some films that maybe um, just to have fun. Because, Matt, when you pick films, you pick really good films. Thank and you. And you, you hire the level. And then Joe just like, oh, it, we love all these films. Let's just I'm fuck it all. I'm expecting an insult let's, coming. Let's just fuck it. Let's, let's fuck the whole world. Let's do a Corey Every, Feldman. Let's do everything uh, burns. a 0%. Everything burns. Everything burns to the ground. You know, it's like, <laughs> we all love Matt's films and all that. I'm going to fuck everybody. And I think that's what the pattern was last year. <laughs> Joe's like, fuck it. I'm, I'm going to fucking burn it. Burn it to the ground. I think that I think that was the pattern that was happening. Because Matt, you Maybe. really I do. Well, I don't know if all my picks were great movies, though. I think a lot of my picks. I had some Matt. Matt, Matt you have you have some really good episodes where every single film is just fucking phenomenal. You did lean on some Korean, you know, back in the day, you know, back you know last year. There's but more coming. They're they're amazing. They're amazing. They're amazing. And Joe says, "Fuck it." I'm going to kill us. <laughs> uh, just to clarify, Mark, we're both right. Uh, for his role as Nasa Gardner in Colorado Space, uh, Stanley allegedly asked Nicolas Cage to model Gardner on his on his performance in Vampire's Kiss. Uh, but uh, also another inspiration that he had uh, for his character, Cage uh, found inspiration in Jack Nicholson's character, Robert Eroica Dupia, Dupea from 1970 movie five easy pieces. So they're the director. Oh, we're both so right. It was, a, it was a combination. Um, oh. But I, any of you out there who these are, this is obviously, it's not a horror movie, but 1970s five easy pieces is an, an extremely underrated, absolute masterpiece of a film. Joe, um, have you seen that film? 
No. Oh, yeah, that, that would be a good one uh, as a classic for you to put on yeah. your list. Absolutely. Um, and the last detail as well, if you haven't seen that. Oh, Amazing. with Randy Quaid? Yes. Yeah, yeah that was great too. So um, good. Okay. So uh, the next movie is, and, and this one I, I love, and I, and I, the, you know, now that I look at IMDb, it doesn't have thrill, uh, uh, horror listed on it. It's thriller, but I remember when it came out it, because of who's associated with it, it was highlighted on a lot of horror podcasts and shows and, and articles. It was listed in top 10 horror lists. Uh, but it is, I, and watching it again, it's it's a little borderline whether it's horror or not. But that is a uh, nineteen, or I'm sorry, 2018 upgrade, uh, directed by. See, Lee, this is where a lot of it gets kind of genre mixed. I think there's a lot of body horror in this movie, but it, I don't know that I would say it's straight horror. Certainly, it's a sci-fi thriller. Um, but there's elements, and certainly because Lee Wanell, who directed. He's 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 been a co-writer and partner of James Wan for a number of years now. He he co-wrote Sinis, um I'm sorry, Insidious. He uh, saw all the Saw movies. He's had something to do with pretty much most of them anyway. Uh, he's he's a writer and he also does some directing as well. The stars Logan Marshall Green, Melanie Vallejo. Um, a lot of other people and not really no, no big names, uh, that I can think of at all in this. Uh, but it's, I just think it's a fantastic film and it's one that I just don't think gets enough. Uh, it gets it, it if it had a bigger star in that lead role, I think it would have really blown up more and, it, and become something that probably would even have a, a sequel, not that it needs one, but, um, so Gray, Gray is a stay-at-home mechanic whose wife is Asha. One day, Gray asks Asha to help him return a car to his client. Whilst Gray and Asha's self-driving car malfunctions, it crashes. Gray watches helplessly as Asha bleeds to death next to him. Um, uh, but actually, they're killed. <laughs> I don't know why. This, this storyline is actually wrong. Um, but uh, in the near future, technology controls nearly all aspects of life. But when the world of Grey, a self-labeled technophobe, is turned upside down, his only hope for revenge is an experimental computer chip implant. So uh, if you haven't watched this, I don't want to give... Well, this happens at the very beginning, or you know, the first third of the movie. It's really what sets off all the action. This guy and his wife get attacked by some people his wife is killed, and he is left uh, an invalid. He, he's basically unable to move, uh, I think, anything below his, his neck, maybe, or upper back. And, his neck. Yeah. And this this futuristic, you know, kind of, uh, I don't know, Elon Musk type or, or Bill Gates type or whatever invents this chip that he implants at him that will take control of his body so that he can walk again. And and mayhem ensues as he goes after the guys that did to him what they did to him and killed his wife. So it's a bit of a revenge thing, a la uh, John Wick, I guess, or or something like that. But I I, I think this is way more grounded in a, in more reality, even though it is sci-fi. It's not, it, you know, the fight scenes don't go on and on forever. But um, but I, I really love this movie. I think it's one. I I hope you guys liked it too. Uh, Mark, what did you think of Upgrade? Well, first off, I'd like to say this is the first uh, 
film that we have reviewed that I recommended to my dad because my dad is afraid of horror films and I think my dad can handle this uh, film. Um, it's, I would like to say um, now I want to Trans Am. I want to Trans Am. <laughs> it is yeah. a fucking sexy car. I don't yeah. care. I mean, I mean, Smokey and the Bandit, you know, I always wanted it. I had the matchbox car and whatnot. And I'm just going, it's the coolest car ever. And then I just lost interest. Yep. And it looks like a, one of those uh, cars that, you know, a douchebag would drive. But after I saw this Trans Am, I you fucking, I fucking want it. I mm. want this Trans Am. Well, this it's is a, beautiful. This is a classic type. Of, you know, I, I don't know. If, well, whatever. But it, it is beautiful. And when I was a kid, Ugh. I that, that I didn't think that there was any cooler car on earth when I was little than yeah. that than the Trans Am, especially one with the Firebird <sighs> flaming on the front hood. I, I, and they're all black. They're all black. They're all yeah. black. Oh amazing. my god! And the and the fucking tires. Oh god! Just fucking masturbate. Um. Uh. No, don't do. Bumper. Don't do bumper. <laughs> Fuck this me! God be damn it! As long as the show. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be longer than our intro. Um, I love when I'm watching a film and my heart skips a beat with excitement knowing that I'm going to love this movie. And I know you guys have like felt that before when you know you're going to love a movie. Your Joe heart just felt skips. it with Color Out of Space, actually. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say it's like my reaction to The Mist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's It's just one of those things where it's just like – you're enjoying the film and something happens and it was like after 40 minutes I texted Matt after the first like real like uh um fight scene happened mm-hmm. once the and, once the chip takes over yeah and I'm just like oh my god it's like I'm I'm going to love this film I texted Matt immediately and it's like holy shit like wow Wow, wow, wow. Um, this movie is like a what if Tony Stark's girlfriend, Pepper Potts, was murdered and Stark put his buddy uh, AI Jarvis in his brain and wrecked murderous revenge. And I mean, come on. like, What a fucking fun movie this is. Um, Upgrade also reminds me of The Crow and Venom. Um, if you're not like familiar with uh marvel films or sony films with the spider-man universe venom uh, is in uh eddie brock's brain and you feel that and i wish venom was like what upgrade was um everything was just perfect in this film and the ending where um the supposed uh twist where i thought at the beginning of the film um I called it out as going, it's, it's that guy, you know, it's the friend, you know, and he's has everything to do with it. And then they do a twist on that. And then they do another twist on that. And it just sold me. I, I, I bought this movie and I know it's on HBO. I bought this movie. It's like one, like hands down. I, I, I bought it. I have watched so many, like rewatched so many uh, scenes of just the fighting. I think it's just funny. The first scene of him mm-hmm. uh, being charged up and they're in the kitchen and you see the reaction of this actor 
just hitting this guy with glasses and plates and he's just mortified he's going i got a knife and you hear the ai you know the chip in the back of his neck just going off and it's it's perfect it's it's a great film and yes it does have horror um in it because that scene where with the knife with the face yeah in the mouth oh yeah i was i was sold i was sold i'm like I, I started clapping. I was just like, yes, Matt. Thank you so much for introducing this film. And it's yeah. Blumhouse, too. It's Blumhouse. Right. Yeah, it is Blumhouse, yeah. Uh, yeah did you guys recognize the lead actor, Logan Marshall Green? Do you, have you, do you remember from anything he's else? He's from uh, Prometheus. Prometheus, he's in that? But he's, yes. And The Invitation or The, the Invitation. Or he played was. the guy with the long yeah. hair, the main guy, which I did not yeah. recognize him in that at all. He's so. great. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's great. great. Yeah, I love that. I love how he, the facial expressions he has mm. while he's fighting, it looks like he's surprised what's going on. So we get to see his reactions to the fact that he's not controlling his body. And I, I, I really like that. I enjoyed that. Um, just, Joe. just, a, just a fact. Well, just a fact of him just moving as a robot. You know, just being controlled. Just him coming up. Just him like pouring a glass of you know water or whatnot. It, it was just so perfectly done. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm rambling because I, I just love this movie. I texted a friend of the show, Brian. I said, "You gotta watch this fucking movie." It's like this movie. Did you I, watch it? I don't. I don't know if he's watched it or not. He said he would, yeah. um, but I mean, this movie—it's my favorite movie that I've watched this year. I mean, by far. Cool. It's great, awesome. Joe. What do you think? I want to get this right out of the way. I really like this movie. I this is I think the third time I've seen it. I've liked it every time I've seen it. Um, but there are some things that I like to nitpick. On first and foremost, I hate the movie poster. I don't understand it. It's mostly black. Uh, it makes no reference to the storyline. It's just the main character's face above the word upgrade, and then it's just all black from that point down. I just eh, I wasted opportunity. I own the, uh, the I own the poster, and it is hanging in my garage. Yeah, I you own the poster, Matt. Yeah. When was the last time? Um, when, like, when, when did you first see this, Matt? 2018 when it came out holy shit i'm late i'm late to the party um i will agree i have this in my notes this is basically just venom um that's not a an insult i i they're just very similar concepts and i like them both um i think some of the kills in this they're fantastic Uh, the first one with the knife in the guy's mouth was i i loved it uh made me cringe uh, there is one thing in this movie that always bothers me, but I, it bothers me in every movie I see is when they put this stereotypical hacker person, like they always got to look like this. Um, mm-hmm. That irks me. Although I will say they did some of the homework. Uh, the computer code that they showed was, uh, I guess this is all going to be written in Linux and they had the right terminology, like the root kit that needed to be installed. The root kit's going to allow unauthorized access from the outside. So at least they're doing the homework for it. And again, the stereotypical, uh, the, the kid who's the mastermind of this chip, uh, it just seemed a little, 
I don't know, stereotypical too. That he kind of irks me, but, um, but I, I love the cinematography of this, how they, I found out I was reading how they did it. Cause there's a scene where his brain is basically telling his body or the computer that's in his brain is telling his body to sit up or to stand completely up. Mm-hmm. And the whole camera goes from a horizontal to a vertical angle instantly. Mm-hmm. And, the way they did it is they put a cell phone in the character's uh, costume somewhere. They like hit it on him and the camera is Bluetooth tethered, I guess, to the orientation of the phone. Mm. So if the camera was flat and then it stands up the, the, or if the phone was flat and then goes to 90 degrees, the camera will move along with it. Uh, it was seamless. It was a, it was a great perspective. I had never seen that done before. And I agree. The acting, um, is fantastic. I mean, it's, it's hilarious watching this guy fight somebody and he's like afraid of his own capabilities Mm -hmm. about what his body is doing to these people, like something he would never do on his own. Right. Um, I will say, I don't know that I would consider this to be a horror film. Mm -hmm. Uh, it is, I've always thought of it more of as an, like an action one. Um, my only other nitpick on this is the bad guys. I don't really know much about who they are. And I kind of wish we could have taken some time to flesh that out a little bit more. I, I think uh, in an action film like this, the best example of what I'm looking for is like the bad guys from RoboCop. I mean, I, they all had their own personalities. I knew who they were. I hated each of those characters for different reasons. That to me gave like me and the rest of the audience, like a collective, you know, like, ah, oh, those are the bad guys and they suck and I can't wait for them to die type of thing. This, this, you know, he's having that final fight with the head bad guy. And the only thing I really know about him is that he was paid to kill the guy's wife. Yeah, it's, 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 they did explain a little bit, you know, because I mean, of he his, was upgraded uh, too. wife's, yeah, his wife's. Yeah corporation yeah, yeah yeah his wife's corporation and mm-hmm. that's you know and you know the lead character the husband was the upgrade and they you know they, there were lines but i i thought um just i didn't care about that too much i was more interested in the lead characters and his journey throughout the whole entire film they did explain you know it was the wife's corporation yeah. and they're like going yeah, up I didn't against feel like they that explained, was left out. I, I yeah. They explained why they were bad guys, but I don't know, like I couldn't tell you any of the characters names that were the henchmen. Hmm. I don't know anything about them other than they're, you know, guns for hire. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. I didn't miss no, that, I, but that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I understand what, you know, what you're saying, you know, like uh diehard, like, you know, Hans Gruber, you know, you know that name yeah. and, whatnot yeah. but um i was more interested in just the uh, lead character's uh uh storyline just you know mm-hmm. how that was all going through mm-hmm. but but again i'd like to reiterate my initial comment i really like this film yeah it's a fun like i would put this up there with a it when i'm in the mood to watch like a, a nobody or a john wick or you know i would put i would throw this in the mix with all those yeah, yeah, 100%. Films. No, yeah, this is – it reminds me more of Nobody. I, I'm not a big John Wick fan and I'm not – I can see that film. 
but but I definitely you've like, never seen nobody. Yeah, nobody's great. Yeah, nobody's fucking fantastic. I yeah. got that for Christmas. Oh, I've watched it since I got it mm. in December. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it and it and it feels like nobody feels like a, a like a, almost like a combination of of a John McClane and John Wick, where he's definitely a badass and fights with semi unbelievable skill, but but it's gr- yeah. but he gets hurt too. Whereas John Wick, I don't feel is ever hurt in a way that that lasts much past the scene he's in and 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 that kind of gets boring to me but uh movies you know this i feel like there's something more at stake but but yeah you definitely need to see nobody he's he's an everyman right at least that's how he's portrayed to us until we find out eh, he's maybe had some training in the past yeah and mark how could you this is fucking better call saul kicking ass yeah i've God, you're gonna hate me. I only watched, watched the first. I've only watched. <laughs> fuck you, Matt. I've only watched the first episode of Saul, and I've only watched the first three seasons of uh, Breaking Bad. Oh. You heard it here first, folks. You heard it here. Uh, well, let's move on to our last movie of this pick, and that is. I, I think it's probably my favorite of the bunch. Uh, even though it is probably, I think it is the newest of the bunch, um, and that is Brandon Cronenberg's Possessor. An agent works for a secretive organization that uses brain implant technology to inhabit other people's bodies, ultimately driving them to commit assassinations for high-paying clients. And uh, so basically you've got these assassins who, through some sort of technology transfer themselves into the bodies of of other people in order to get close to people that need to be assassinated and they begin to there's a danger of them losing themselves in that process which is the fascinating i think part of this and that's where the real stakes are you're not so much worried about the character being killed because if the char- if the person that they're inhabiting that they're possessing gets killed then they just they wake up in the lab wherever they are. They don't die there too. So that that kind of that that part of it, there is no real stakes for the people we're following because they would. That, that in fact, their way of getting back out of that body is to shoot, kill themselves. So, so the stakes are that it that you do lose something when you go in and do this, and and that's why people can only do it for a certain amount of time, and that they keep having to t- uh, ground them when they come out of a possession. They they have to they have these series of things that they have to touch and talk about to ground them back in reality and to make sure that they are back in reality. Uh, of course, at a certain point, everything goes wrong. Uh, this this is starring the amazing Andrea Riseborough, who played uh, Mandy in in the movie Mandy. Uh, she's the the lead in this, and of course, there's Jennifer Jason Leigh, always good. Christopher Abbott, who I think is highly underrated actor, really great. Uh, another actor who came out of the uh, TV show Girls, by the way. If you've never watched Girls, uh, there's he was in girls and then Adam driver came out of girls. Uh, a lot of great actors came out of that series. And if you haven't watched it, it's, it's a really good show. Um, but Brandon Cronenberg, of course, wrote and directed this and he definitely, I mean, you know, he, he has, 
not all, you know, I know there's, you know, people complain about kids of, of Hollywood people taking jobs and everything, but he has some serious skills and he has an ability. He's not just a director who comes in and it's his name and he lets everybody else do everything. He, he, he knows what he's doing. He writes excellent stories and, and I, I think in, in this case, it's not just nepotism. He actually, I think, on his own would have become a great director. Um, so this is a, a, an excellent film. It's one of my favorites of recent years. In fact, I think this came out the year that Joe and I started the podcast, and it was my number two, if I'm not mistaken, in that year. So, uh, Joe, would it, or no, uh, yeah, I think Mark started off off the last one. So, Joe, go ahead. And uh, what do you think? Hey, is this your first time seeing? No, you've seen Possessor. Um, no, so, I watched this back right. when yeah, yeah, because we it was I think in your podcast, top ten so. as well, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, no, I've always really liked it. I, I've attuned it to sort of a like in the Matrix when Mister Smith just inhabits somebody else's body mm-hmm. and you know tries to kill. Nemo, right. whatever his name yeah. is. It is that same um, kind of technology, yeah. right? Yeah, and it's it's a fantastic concept. I love the spin of it where, um, sure, you you can be the ultimate assassin. You can take over somebody's body, and they're totally clueless of it, and you can blame it on them, and they're going to be dead at the end, and you get to go back to your regular lifestyle. However, the caveat is the part that I, I appreciate the most. If you don't hurry up and do it, eventually you're never going to be able to come back. You're just going to yeah. end up being that per you're absorbed into that person. Yeah. And it's a very interesting twist. I, I like it. Um, I do want to point out kind of irrelevant. There's a actress in there. Her name is Tilo Horn. Um, she plays Rita. She uh, was the apartment owner that he stayed at. She went on vacation. He got to stay there mm-hmm. uh, for anybody who's seen the comedy letter. Kenny, she plays Tannis. I was just happy to see her in something else other than the letter Kenny show. Um, I, I was a little confused the first time I watched it. I'm glad you picked this one because I got to rewatch the scene that I was confused on about just exactly who was killing who at the end. Uh, the second watch sort of cleared that up for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, right. Re, yeah. Jennifer Jason Lee is, yeah. I, I don't want to spoil it. Right. I don't it even want to say who's minute. being killed. It does take you to a yeah. minute to realize what was actually happening in that last scene. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Um, and those are the types of movies that I really dig where mm-hmm. I'm like, huh? You know, I don't want it all spoon fed to me. I want to be able to think about it from time to time, which is why I think this, this movie achieved what it did. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. It is a thinker. Pay attention. Keep your phone off. And uh, and give it a good watch, but yeah, this is uh, I love this film. It was great. Yeah, uh, Mark. Yeah, uh, Brandon Cronenberg uh, is definitely growing on me with Infinity Pool and now Possession. I absolutely want to see um, all of his other films. And Matt, you brought up a, a great thing: uh, nepotism. It, there is no nepotism uh, with this uh, filmmaker. Brandon is phenomenal. He is mm-hmm. a phenomenal filmmaker. Um, I love how graphic uh, these kills are and how realistic they are. The fact that the first kill with the tiny knife doesn't take one stab to off a large man, but possibly 20 to 30 stabs. Mm-hmm. And the um, same goes for the father right. played by Sean Bean. I mean, holy shit. I mean, yeah. 
what this man did to his face, he, uh, he put a poker into his eye and he still survived. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's just because you put a poker in someone's eye uh, doesn't mean they're going to die. Um, it's just realistic and it's brutal, um, just absolutely brutal. Just with the fact of, um, I don't want to ruin it, but there's a scene where there's a, what was it, a butcher cleaver that he grabbed? And he chopped off the the pinky and the ring finger at the end. And then he just starts hitting and hitting. And you hear the bloody wetness. And he keeps constantly hitting uh the man in in that house at the end of the film horrific but yeah sometimes that's what it takes to kill somebody it's it's just not like a slit of the you know neck or whatnot like you got to go hard or you know um to kill somebody you actually have to you know repeatedly do something and i loved how realistic that was um am i wrong matt and Joe to think of the red butterfly as her empathy that, you know, how uh, she's in, you know, the room in the future or in the corporation and she smells the pipe. And then there's the red butterfly and it's a, uh, well, the pipe, she said, well, this reminds me of my father. And then she sees the red butterfly and that, kind of like uh reflects of something that is her when she was a child and then um the blood pool shape at the end of the film was a butterfly with her and um the other person i don't want to ruin it but and it was a blood pool of a butterfly and that was her release of empathy of being with her husband and child. And it was her just going into the fact of, um, I know I'm going deep into this, but, and I'm, I'm, I'm going in Mark mode, but um, the empathy of her just being like a, a better assassin, you know, like, now all ties are cut off that Je Jennifer Jason Lee always wanted her to do just to be a better assassin. Did you see that or no? Uh, I, it didn't strike me when I watched it, but. Hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't think much of it. I saw it. I, I, I saw it. I, I think I'm right on it. I, I, I wasn't think I'm sure right. if that was if the if the butterfly was like just her kind of hallucinating and it's a symbol of her kind of losing herself a little bit or or what it was. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I think I think I'm right on this because the blood that was pulling the blood pool that was pulling turned into a butterfly. And then mm -hmm. at the end of the film, she's right, looking yeah. at the red butterfly. And it's yeah. like, it was like her empathy of going, it's all gone. Now I'm going to be assassin. Just like Jennifer Jason Lee wanted her always to do. Mm -hmm. I thought if anything, it was more just symbolic of her transformation, transition. 
I mean, yeah. butterflies are a simple Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That too, that too. Watch it again, or or if uh, uh, any of our uh, listeners uh, um, watch uh, this film, uh, give us our, t- you know, your take, you know, yeah. of it. But that's what I thought. But I love this film. I like like I do when I just can't control myself. I text Matt or I text uh, the Sinister Chads going, "Oh my god, I love it. It's it, it's a great film." And so thanks, Matt. You, you always pick the good ones, and we're on to Joe's uh, picks, probably. <laughs> yeah, so the next uh, – thank you for watching these movies, and hopefully everybody uh, uh, enjoyed them. But uh, our next set of picks is by Joe Jan. So, Joe, what is your – what's your theme, and what are the picks? <laughs> First off, just – to complete what we were doing earlier, I happened to, as Mark was droning on about his movies, um, I happened to go through IMDb and Rage Cage's page, and I found there are 10 uh, Nicolas Cage films that are technically classified as horror films. So there you go. Um, uh, thank you, Joe. Appreciate it. Which means that's a Nicolas Cage and a Redux. But It seems it um, seems like you want an episode of Nicolas I'm, Cage I'm, Rage. I'm okay with this just getting it out of the way. Like I know sooner or later, we're going to have to do the leprechaun franchise. Yeah. So let's just fucking do it. Get it done. <laughs> I don't care. Um, so anyway, I, I was telling Matt before we started recording, I have literally lost sleep over trying to find a theme that would appease Matt <laughs> because I just I know Joe, he's commented you always about me. how last year I had what about the horse zero I I had the the, uh, the horse the belows what are you talking about the horse the horse the revenge horse this is where you put the crickets in because I have no idea what he's talking <laughs> where are the about. crickets uh, the revenge horse. Yeah. Oh no, the revenge horror. Yeah, that's what mean? I'm saying. Oh, yeah, horror. Not it's horrors. like two syllables. It's like yeah. I said, um, horror. No, I'm not. I'm not doing that one oh. because I don't think that's up to Matt's standards <laughs> yet. <laughs> what? Is, so, what is that? It's 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 fucking. I I said whores. It's yeah, not whores. Exactly I'm not saying whores. I'm saying whores. Horror. Two syllables. Anyway, I'm going to move on to my story about trying to make Matt happy. Please do. Um, So I have four completely fleshed out themes that I could have chosen, but I landed on this one because I'm trying to redeem myself since it's 2024. It's my first pick of the new year, and I I don't want to be... The guy with the A on my chest all year long because I picked hardcore (laughs) or because I picked um, absolute zero. If you were Emily Stone with the A on on your shirt, I'd fuck you. Wow. Please put that in the bumper. (laughs) Um, So my theme... My theme... I'm I'm just talking. I'm calling my theme... Paging Dr. Horror, we are going to do medical horror. Ooh, nice. So the first movie that we are going to do is from 2011 called The Skin I Live In. 
starring Antonio Banderas. Mm -hmm. This is on Tubi. All right. The second film we are going to be doing. The Skin skin I I Live live In. in. Yes. On Tubi. The second film, Jacob's Ladder. Yes. Starring Tim Robbins, directed by Adrian Lin, who also directed Indecent Proposal, Flashdance, Nine and a Half Weeks, and Mark's favorite, Fatal Attraction. You can find that on Pluto TV. The next movie we're going to do is Shock Corridor from 1963. That Ooh. is on HBO Max. Corridor. I've never heard of this one. Shock Corridor. On what? Yeah. It's on HBO Max. Okay. And Canopy, if you've got that. Hmm. Uh, and the next two are David Cronenberg films. Oh. Man, we've been we doing going a to be lot watching, of them. Yeah, there's a lot to choose from. Yeah. We are going to do 1998's Dead Ringers. Mm-hmm. Yes. Excellent. Which is on Hoopla, Canopy, Tubi, Pluto TV, Peacock, Plex, and Freebie. Nice. And we are also going to be doing from 1977, Rabid. Oh, yeah. Which is on Amazon Prime, Hoopla, Canopy, Tubi, Peacock, Pluto TV, and Plex. Beautiful. So there you go. Excellent. Paging Dr. Horror. Paging Dr. Anything Horror. Anything for you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Paging Dr. Horror. Well, Joe, I've never had a problem with your picks. Uh, or so I don't know or as Matt about. would call it, or as, or as Mark would call it, Paging Dr. Horror. <laughs> Paging Dr. Horror. I Whore. said horror. Exactly. <laughs> I. S- yep. Every time you say it, you're saying uh, it again. I can't wait. I till said horror. This is like transcribed for us. Yep. That's exactly what you said. All right. Well, that that sounds like some good uh, picks. I think I've only seen one of those. Joe. So. Joe, Two. just so yeah. you know. Joe, just so you know, I did um, a list of uh, hospital horror. <laughs> it's that, uh, and um, I had Dead Ringers, and well, that was it. So, anyways, <laughs> well, this sounds well, there good. You go, then. So, oh shit! Yeah. Well, that was a fuck up. I'm sorry. I was looking for my hospital horror list. Hospital horrors. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> I said it. Well, <laughs> go to www.cinescarehorror.com and buy our merchandise to, to support the show. Also, go to, you, you should go to, if you haven't already, go to uh, Facebook, find the, what, what's the official name of our fan group? Cinescare Horror Fan fan group. <laughs> Is that the name of yeah. it? Yeah, Cinescare really Horror clever. Fan Group. <laughs> Clever and witty. <laughs> Mark Kane, <laughs> Catherine Horan, <laughs> Brian Nabowski. Yeah. Mark Mark Kane. You mean Nesbitowski? Nesbitowski. Yeah. David Camp. Mark doesn't know that guy. Robert Kyle. No, Robert Kyle. A bunch uh, of people on it's there. It's actually the Cinescare Horror Movie Fans. Oh, and okay. Cinescare and- Horror Movie Fans. Go there and join our, our group. Also, uh, follow Cinescare on on uh, on Facebook itself, and and check out the trailer for our short, which will be coming out later on this year. So Angela, uh, Angel, Angel, um, Angelica, 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 well, Angelica, 
He can't say Nesbitowski either. Jesus. It's, it's, it's close. Matt's speaking Joe Jans. It's real easy. It's just <laughs> they are one syllable. Quick syllables there. <laughs> add, add any more syllables and Mark yeah, can't do it. I'm fucked. Yeah. I'm fucked. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, and listen to our brand new theme here as we go out. And we'll see you next time. Good night, everybody. And look out for uh, uh, Foot in the Bed trailer. Right. Yeah, I did. I, I said go and look out for our trailer for <laughs> Foot in the Bed. <laughs> I'm just wet. Oh, did you? Yeah, I, I mentioned that. So that was part at of the end. Our, at the end, that was part of our talking about going to the fan group. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. See anything you like? Have you all got amnesia? They just cheated us. Get you, Barbara. Got a dance curse. It was a shark. <laughs> Little pig. What was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. I'm just gonna bash your brains. Danielle, Danielle, I'm I'm going in mark mode. Let's let's fuck the whole world. You put a button in your mouth to get the saliva going so you can suck on some juice. What not? Only a narcissist would do that.